York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Let's go. The Knicks beat the Portland Trailblazers 110 to 99. Julius Randle gives you 22 points, 11 rebounds. Mitch Robinson chips in with 10 rebounds. RJ Barrett gives you 18 and 7. And Alfred Payton, yes, the Alfred Payton game. Elf off the shelf gives you 22 points and seven rebounds what's going on it's jls for nick and tom show here give you that nick's talk just nick and tom celebrating a nick's win with my man from the pod across the street <laughs> it's your man alex from nick's jets etc also contributes to nick's fan tv and fan sided as a blog writer man how you doing with us how you doing sir Jay Ellis, what's going on, my man? I'm doing well. How you doing? <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this Knicks win, and it looks like the Knicks are going in the right direction, despite some of the weird coaching decisions that we are going to talk about um, once the conversation starts going. But but tell me, right off the bat, Alex, what did you see in this game? What did you like? What are your takeaways? I think one of the major takeaways is seeing the starters actually clicking right off the bat. Um, mm. We see, we saw Reggie Bullock, Albert Payton, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett all getting into a group early. I think I tweeted this out earlier. They had 75 out of the 110 points, which is what you want to see out of your starters. Cause usually once we have all of them starting, they, we all know that not everyone's clicking. A lot of them struggle. It's usually like heavily relying on RJ Barrett or Julius Randle. But when you get everyone contributing, that makes the game a lot easier. And defense was like probably the most prominent thing that I could take away, especially from the starters too. Like they were walking a lot of people down. We can question a little bit towards the end where they gave some open looks for threes that, you know, where could the Blazers could came back in the game. But those are probably the two biggest things. And then, you know, we had IQ and Burks playing very well off the bench as well. Um, I think it was a solid game overall, um, but definitely the defensive effort and the offense from the starting unit is what the two biggest takeaways that I saw from this game. Yeah, I kind of I agree with you there. The defense, the defense clicked into me in the in the right, the right spots, you know, mm-hmm. um, listen to. This is this is the Portland Trailblazers. They they're going to shoot threes. They're one of the top scoring league teams in the league. And for somehow, some way, the Knicks found a way to hold them to under 100 points. So that should tell you something um, right there. Also, like the Portland Trailblazers, they got off to a fast start. They 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 started off that first quarter clicking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They were hitting. Every single shot imaginable. I don't know how many points he scored in the first quarter exactly. I can check right now. But it's 31 points in the first quarter, and the Knicks responded by clamping down on their three-point shooting, and they only end up scoring 20 points in the second quarter. Like they, they changed their whole scheme up. They stopped They stopped Demian Lillard from pulling up from those deep threes. Um, They were able to to rotate quicker to those other shooters like Covington and Trent Jr., who was kind of killing us a lot of those games. And they was able to claw their way back into the game. And and that defensive intensity even, you know, carried its way into that third quarter where the the Portland Trailblazers, they they eventually started to cut the lead. But, you know, it took them a little while because I think the Knicks went on a 10-0 run kind of in that third quarter as well, like where these guys didn't score. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. It was, you know, this game could have easily gone the other way where the Trailblazers just get in there, keep the lead, and they just kept scoring. But, you know, once again, Tom Thibodeau's bread and butter is defense, and this team is buying into the defense. And look, after the first quarter where they scored 31, you know, the most that the team, the Trailblazers score was 25, and that was in the third quarter. Right. You know, Nick started to come back in the third. They put, they go 31 for 20, come out of the half, go 27 for 25, and then 26 for 23. So, you know, the Knicks offense started to fizzle out a little bit. Um, they took, they made the shots that they needed to make, you know, it wasn't as gangbusters as it was during the second quarter, but their defense is what really, and that's what we're going to see from the team from the rest of the season. The defense is going to, is going to carry this team all the way. They're in the top, what, top 10 still? They're top yeah, 10 still, still defensive rating. Top 10. Yeah, I thought it was fake. Ooh, it is not real. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. It's real. And, and and you know what? And shout out to, you know, you know what? Shout out to, shout out to Mike Birkenoff because that ass, I only subscribe, right, mm-hmm. to The Atlantic because of Mike, like straight up. But he wrote a piece about, you know, the Knicks defense and then not being, you know, you, you know, is it a fluke that they're playing defense and how they're playing defense? And he really kind of retracted that. But what he was saying in that piece was, the Knicks give up a lot of open threes and he feels like, you know, the Knicks are lucky. And sometimes they're just dodging bullets. But I feel like this game is a good indicator of why the Knicks are not lucky per se, but smart. Because if you look at who was shooting the open threes in the fourth quarter, it wasn't the best three-point shooter (laughs) on the team. The Knicks forced... Um, Dame to give up the ball. And although, you know, you had Covington and Trent shooting those those threes at the end of the game and, you know, a lot of shots were open, like, those those two open threes are different when the game is online. Pressure bust pipes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, sure. want to see, you, want, you want to take the ball out of the hand of the pressure player. And the Knicks made a conservative effort to do that in the fourth quarter. And that's why, you know, they came away with winning this game. Mm-hmm. For sure, absolutely, and you bring out a big, you bring out a great point, Jalis. It's um, it's who are you giving the threes to, right? We can even go back all the way to the Boston Celtics, right? When we had uh, who was it, Semi Ojale taking threes mm-hmm. against us? It's like exactly. sure, give me Semi Ojale every day. Give me that guy. Three. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as long as it's not Kemba, as long as it's not like I know Tatum didn't play, but as long as it's not Jalen Brown, as long as it's not those guys taking threes. Exactly. If you're gonna let, if you're gonna let the other, like if you're giving open threes to guys who are not the best three point shooters that's where you know that your defense is actually being legit because you're stopping the guys that you don't want taking the threes. Right. And we exactly. see that today. Like they're making it like we can even talk about Peyton today, like Peyton, like I know everyone gets on Peyton, but he did a decent job today guarding Dame and not giving Dame like every single open look. It could have been better, but yeah. it, was, it was, it was, it was decent enough. What is Dame, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dame. Like, I'm not expecting him to lock him down, but you want someone to like make him feel a little uncomfortable. And Peyton did that to a certain extent today. <laughs> nah, I, I definitely agree with you. And and listen, Peyton today, he was aggressive. He finished with uh 22 points on a night, seven rebounds, four assists, which you know isn't a lot of assists, really, but for you know, he's playing a lot more off ball. And I mm. will say he passed more th- today. Then I'm used to seeing him passing this season, which is saying a lot, <laughs> because I no, feel like he's been a little is. bit of a chucker. But you know, I, I'll say this: today is 
the team where a guy like Alfred Payton can get off. Enos Cantor is not really a shot blocker. So, you know, once he gets in the lane, he's able to finish at a much higher uh, a clip than than usual. Field goal percentage, uh, 52% from the field, which is, is something nice to see because, you, you know, he's been struggling at um, the rim in general. But, you know, now that we're talking about Alfred Payton, let's talk about something that happened in the game that, you know, Knicks fans, including me, you know, <laughs> might have had a problem with. And it's the minutes, Roy, right? The minutes, the rotations. Because, mm-hmm. <sighs> listen, we all know, we I, I, we, we IQ guys, we, we rooting for Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly, quickly in my eyes can win rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. The only two people stopping him is Alfred Payton and Tom Thibodeau in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, dead ass. <laughs> you know? Like, That's a fact. That, like, I mean, if you're looking at quickly, right? Let's see. Quickly today, 12 points, four from eight, 50% from the field, uh, three assists, right? Um, didn't play that many minutes. Didn't that play many minutes at all? He only played 12 minutes. But he scored 12 points. And shout out to uh, Pod Strickland account. He's pretty much scoring a point a minute every damn time he touches the floor. Yeah. Every and single time. Yeah, I mean, IQ is just amazing, man. He's honestly the steal of the draft. I want to see him get more minutes. I think and we see and, we, and the thing is like it's tough because we've seen him get more minutes. We've seen him get more minutes over than Elf. We saw we saw him get 30 minutes recently. We've seen him get 25 and start to like start to slowly get there, but yeah. then it just comes right back. It just comes right back down. And I know, <laughs> and I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about where he comes in, hits the three, yes. gets a steal, gets yes. the assist. Yes. Next thing you know, Dame comes back in. And it's like, quick, you're out. And you're just like, why? Why? Why why did why did we do this? And you sure we can talk about give it to the hot hand who's doing a decent job on Dame today with Elver Payton, but I don't know. I like the guy who can shoot. <laughs> I like the guy that can shoot too. I like and, and I said this so I said this on Nick's fan TV. I have a problem with Tom. I, I, I like Tom as a coach. I love mm-hmm. him. overall, overall, overall passing grade in my mind, right? For sure. Best best Knicks coach since and Mike Woodson. But he plays favorites to me. If Alfred Payton is having a hot game, he will not take him out. He will leave him in for the full quarter. If today quickly is starting to scorch, he pulls him. And I think that's a problem. And I do know we won. Ultimately, I got it. We won the game. But the Knicks were stuck at 106 for like four hours. We got to 106. It was like around four minutes left in the game. The mm-hmm. game was closed. The Portland Trailblazers, they cut the game to, I believe, six points at that point. Mm-hmm. The Knicks defense held on, but we were having problems scoring. And I kind of felt like IQ should have been in the entire time. Now, I know he got in there a little bit later and Randall kind of froze him out because he wanted to do his point Randall thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I do feel like that was the wrong time to do that. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, JLS. And I... It's tough because if, if this goes the other direction, right? Say we put Peyton back in, we lose, then we're, it's, you know, all hell breaks loose. We're all on Tibbs and all that type of stuff, but we won. So it's, you know, I, I get that 
I get that Tibbs knows his guys. I get that Tibbs understands how each player plays. I get that he's trying to put the team in the best situation to win, right? All right. those are true. Um, Peyton had it going today, so it's hard to say that Peyton shouldn't have. It's hard to say that Peyton shouldn't have been in because he he did score twenty two points, right? Yeah. It's hard to say that. Um, but I feel like if your if your offense is not clicking to the sense where you're getting shooting, and this is a team that is just we need shooting, like you want to yeah. create open space, like why do that? You know what I mean? Like I'd rather like know that okay, quickly's out there, so he can actually like guys were guarding him at thirty feet. Today, yes, which is like double teaming him at 30 feet. So yes. it's like, okay, so you got two guys who are double, double teaming him. He's actually pretty decent at passing out of the double team. Yes. So then, he, so then you can just start swinging it and then you can create even more open space for either RJ or Julius or exactly. even Burks, right. To start taking shots. You're like, this is much easier. Why are, we putting yourself, why are we putting ourselves into such a difficult situation where we cannot know. create easy scoring? I don't and, know. And it's like, I get that, I get that like Peyton was doing, I get that Peyton was doing a decent job uh, defensively and shout out to David Zenon for pointing that out uh, where he said Peyton was doing a good job stopping the hammer play, the hammer play where it's like, you know, you have your live action, you have your guard going live and forcing a a play strong side, Mm -hmm. cuts baseline and then you pass it to the weak side and you have a guy who can be open for three and Peyton was doing that and you want to stop a team like the Trailblazers who have to do that and try to get open threes and he was doing a decent job. So that's why it made sense. And you can also, and also that Tibbs wanted Peyton on Dame because he was doing a decent job and quickly, as good as quickly is offensively, I know that he's not the best defensively. Like he still has... Yeah. Old, old way to go, right? He is a he is a rookie and still trying to like gauge uh, how to guard like an NBA level defense. So I get, you, I get that. Argument. I get you get it. I, I, he yeah, just I, came I, off a steal. He he just in rhythm. It was like, in rhythm. It. it just made sense just to keep it going. It's not like he didn't close the game for us last time. It was yeah. in Portland and people were still scared. And he brought us back almost to win. It's not like that. It didn't happen like last week. I mean, it was there. And like you said, I mean, Alec. <clears throat> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I get it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I'll say this too. Like, I get it. It's frustrating. And I also, my question, like, is there more to like player development that we're not actually like seeing, like that we just don't, that we don't get. That's the the other part that I get to, that I try to get to. Like, is it like, cause I get like, we've seen IQ like close games. Mm -hmm. I just just, want to know. I just want to know why the guy, why the guy who looked like he was about to have it and just like go on a tear, get pulled. You saw that he was angry. Got pulled. Yeah, you the where he pulled that three from. I'm just like, oh, it's a wrap. I mean, he's only the 18th best fourth quarter uh, player in the entire NBA. Why would you? I mean, that's only right. Only so only. <laughs> ah, it's so frustrating, it is, man. I, I just I, it's one of it's one of the many decisions that that puzzled me. But uh, I, I'm a, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm, I'm gonna build off of something you said earlier, talking about his passing out the double teams. Right, one player mm-hmm. who who um he seemed to benefit from passing out the double team was Alec Burks today. So Alec Burks had 18 points today, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it 16? Sorry, 16 points. Uh, 16, from 16. Alec Burks, yeah. 16 points, eight rebounds from from Alec Burks today. So like this the role these role players, man, these 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 other guys, when a guy has to be double teamed, it just opens the floor for everybody. And I just want I just want to see that with the starting unit. Give, give Randall some some you know some space. That's just, that's just all. 
I know, man. This is where it really comes down to. You're like, okay, so can we be a modern NBA offense for a sec, for a hot sec? I, I mean, I'm, we have the pieces so, now. Can yeah, it's like, it's like, Tibbs, I'll try to see something real quick. Can I, can, I mean, I mean, just, we just have put, a four that shoots 39% there. from three, don't we? Yeah, which oh. is wild. Oh, we have one of those. Oh, we yeah. have a guard who can pull out from Dane range, right? Yo. We, we have, is, we starting to have pieces. Isn't RJ Barrett shooting over 43% from three over his last 12 games? I think we're starting to get, I think we're starting we're to see start, something. We're, we're starting, starting to see, see something. We're starting to see, if, if we play the right places in, in, together, I could start to see the our offensive rating go from bottom of the league to at least the middle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that, absolutely. And this is where like I, I start to question like, what is this? Why is quickly not going in the starting lineup? Like I, I, I like I, I said this to oh I forget. I think I was talking. I think it was Fritz online on Twitter. I said this. Shout out to Fritz uh, Alcinder. Shout um, out to Fritz, man. Um, I like I even say like as long as quickly gets the most minutes, I'm happy. He doesn't even have to start. Yeah, doesn't even have to start. Just give him, just get the most. You know, like yeah. do the do the Landry Fields treatment that Mike Woodson did to when it was it was J.R. Smith that he wanted. Like you get five minutes, right? Pull him. Go go ahead, exactly. Jr. This is this is your game, Boom. man. This, this is, is all game. for you. I'm um, with you now. I'm with you now. If it's if it's an ego thing because you're scared of hurting Elf's ego, fine. Yeah, fine. Fine. But then it's like I I, I come back to question like player development and just like wondering like is this are we trying to see Tibbs make sure that IQ is like truly earning it and just like is it to make sure like uh he has that passion to still continue to like want to keep getting better and do all those things like I'm trying to think I'm trying to figure out like what what is behind the scenes that we're not seeing like you know or is it really just a trust thing yeah or is it really just a trust thing like that's where I start to question because you know we can talk about what keeps a player motivated and start getting to the whole like like mental aspect of the game, right? That I, I think sometimes gets a little like overlooked of like players need to know that they're going for something. And mm-hmm. as a rookie, maybe if you give it to him, maybe you give it, cause I'm sure quickly knows that like, look, he's, he's not blind. He's like, look, I know I'm a better shooter than this guy. I know the, I know offenses in the NBA need shooting to create four spacing for better yeah, score. He, he does he, I'm sure he does. I'm he sure does. he is aware, aware of that 100%. I'm sure he knows that he does that better than Peyton 100%. I think what it comes down to this point is like for Tibbs, it's like, it, and this is the one, this is what I have, this is what I'm thinking. It's like, is he, is he thinking that, okay, to keep this guy motivated and to, if I give him the starting spot, that it's like, that he then feels like he's achieved something and that it's like, it stops something or. You think like, he's a mind game. You think he's doing yeah. his Phil Jackson's Jedi mind trick type yeah. of jam. And I'm not saying that quickly is that type of person who needs it, but I'm just thinking like, as a coach is like, is that what you're trying to do? Or is this like, is there, are you trying to create an expectation? Like of saying, you like, know well, what? I, need I almost feel like it defense. might be the reverse at this point. Yo. I'm, I, I almost feel like, it's a foregone conclusion that quickly is better and he's doing it to Jedi mind trick Peyton. Mm. I think that that might be it to keep him engaged, to keep him, his confidence. Up, Cause going. it's just so clear <laughs> that this, this guy is just going to take your spot. It's like super clear that oh they, my God. I, I think, think that they might be the reverse. If that's the case, please pull this plug. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull it. I don't need this. 
do not need it. This is not how. Yeah, just just pull just pull that plug. Oh man, that's how I feel. No, let's switch. Let's something happier. All right, let's switch to something happier. RJ Mother Barrett, man. I see, man. Hashtag Nine God. Hashtag. Bully Barrett, hashtag Bob Mon Barrett. Everybody, all, all, <laughs> RJ Barrett bowled out today with 18.7 rebounds once again. Um, here's the thing that I've been saying about RJ Barrett for the last few weeks. They've been starting him out as a playmaker recently. Um, only doing playmaking spurts in the beginning of the first, beginning of the third. Recently, those spurts have been more elongated, and it seems like he's running the offense more and more and looking pretty comfortable. Today, just like how they were trapping quickly, RJ Barrett was seeing traps today, and I was getting flashbacks of watching him in Duke when he was getting trapped at the top of the key and he was able to find Mitch for open, you know, open layups in a double team. And, and it was just it was just nice to see. It's like, oh yes, the passing, the RJ passing is still there, and and on top of that, the shooting is there. Is there too? Two for two from the three, and the mid range, the mid range, the mid range is ah, it's 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 beautiful. He, he's not he's not he's not going to the rim only anymore. He's mixing it up, man. How, what do you think about RJ Barrett's game today, though? I love it, man. I remember this. Oh, how could, I feel like this is going to be the running theme throughout the rest of the season. The, the yeah. G League, uh, RJ Barrett, just crazy nonsense. Like yeah. that was, it's like, <laughs> what are we even doing, man? The kid's in a slump. Like we just see that his, we just like for watching that, like you and I, like, and most of, like most of us out there, like if, if you watch the game day in and day out from like what RJ was doing, like we saw it was three and drive. And it's like, dude, you have to do way more than that. That is right. way too predictable. Like people are just waiting for you at the rim and people are waiting for you to shoot the three. Right. Once he incorporated his mid range game where he's comfortable. It's like everything opened yeah. and it's beautiful. I wanted him to do this. I was like, that's, this is, this is his game. And I, 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 I think the one thing that really bothered me where people were like, he should be taking more threes or, you know, he really has to, he really has to get more efficient from three. It's like, why, why does he have to get more efficient? Like I get them getting more efficient from three. I, I shouldn't say yeah. that more, more prolific three point shooter, like just high volume three point shooting. And it's like, no. why does he, ha- why does he have to do that? Like wh- what, like I don't need him to be James Harden to be able to, in that sense where it's like, you know, okay, we can shoot like eight threes a game. I'm going to hit like half of them. Like, right. If he can get to that at some point, great. That's not his game right now. It's just not, that's just not it. And even so, like there's a lot of guys around the league who still incorporate the mid range, which I think he should incorporate in his game. That is so deadly. Like we look at Kawhi Leonard, you go at Paul yeah. George, you go at Devin Booker, you go at CJ McCollum, even Dame, Steph Curry. I know he doesn't do it a lot, but Steph Curry is a lethal mid range yeah. shooter. Guys who can shoot the mid range. Those are the guys that are deadly because at that point, you don't know where they're going to go. Being a three-level exactly. score is the most effective score there is. Guys, like, asking RJ just to be a guy who can shoot from three and then just take it, you're just limiting him to be a 3 and player. And that's not what a playmaking – that's not what a, that's not what a foundational piece does. Foundational yeah. piece can score at all three phases of, of on the offensive side as well as play top-level defense. And right now what we're seeing from him is that we can rely on him on a nightly basis to get us at least 18 points. And that's what I, I love it. And his free throw shooting, 
Yeah. 70%, man. Uh, everything about RJ, it's like, I, I loved the draft. I loved him when he was our pick last year. I was like, this kid's going to be good. You just saw it. He has the, he has the pedigree. His father was right. a baller. Steve Nash is his godfather. And even at the, like I, I chose him as my most improved when I was on uh Knicks fan TV, because I just saw like when he was yeah. talking about getting snubbed from yeah, uh, the media, rookie. he had the yeah. snarl on his face then. He's like, and he, you just saw it. He was like, I'm going to show you guys that you, you made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that kid's about to do it. This kid, I'm like, he is going to be, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. He's, and he's just he, fine. Nah, yeah, yeah, he's do, he's, he's, do, he's more than just fine. He, him and Julius are two pieces that you can roll on on a nightly basis, which is just beautiful. It's interesting. I, ha- I'm not used to this type of success. Alex, Neither I'm am I. I honestly don't know how to do it my hands. <laughs> it's been a while since we went, okay, I can expect A, B, and C from these guys on a nightly basis. And that's what I'm starting to see. And it, it just makes you think, all right, we put a please here, put a speed there. We're like, we'll be, we can actually have a complete team for once mm-hmm. and a complete young team at that, which is, you know, which is something that we all want because the complete young team will be able to complete for years and years to come. So, man, I, I, man, I love. I'm, I'm I give RJ all the credit for just changing up his game, blocking out all the noise, and just continuing to, to mid range these months to death. Even even in, in the pull up, even in the fast break when he the first play of the game when he stole the ball and pulled up at the mid range, and I was like. Whoa. That boy, dude. His his baseline fadeaways too. It's coming, man. It is, dude. I and it's not even like it was. uh, Don't think he had one this game, but it was definitely against the Bulls. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious! I was like, my heart. I'm done. Like year 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 two. It's year two out. It's year two, man. Year two. two. And he's only twenty. He's only twenty. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted John Morant. I was sad. I was, I'm not gonna lie. I, I wanted. John. Yeah, I wanted John, but yo, RJ is RJ is good to be I'm, just I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, especially now that we have quickly too. It's, mm-hmm. it's making it's easing my my mind that we got RJ yeah. for sure. And like we're seeing that we may even have more than just you know two three pieces. Like right now, like I, I would put as the pieces that I know like that I could see for our future is like. You have to include Julius Randle because just of how he's like, as of right now, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen after next year, but yeah. for, for like the short-term future, definitely for, for now and next year. And that's all, that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for these next, these next few years. You, you got to include Julius Randle. You got to include RJ, Mitch and quickly. But if you want to, if yeah. we're not, if you're not sure on Julius yet, I know trade talks are, are, are out there and stuff like that. And we got to figure out what's going to happen with them. It's definitely Mitch IQ and RJ right now that you can just be like, we got something and Obi, I'm still sure on Obi will be a fine pick, but he's still a TBD just because we still need to see more out of him nah, at this point. No, nah, no, nah, I definitely, I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. Um, with the, with the, with the you, you, you seen my stance, you see my stance on Randall. Um, mm-hmm. my stance at this point is all options are on the table. Mm-hmm. That's my stance right now. My, my stance is, Extend him, not extend him, pick up his option at the end of this year. Right. Next season, all options are on the table, meaning keeping him is on the table, trading him is on the table, 
all options are just on the table. Because at the end of the day, he's still, he's not 30 something, he's 26, you know? Mm-hmm. He's still prime. So it can still work out for us. And even though, I don't know, we, we have to figure out what we're going to do with Obi and how we're going to, hopefully he gets more minutes. We need to fix that as well because he only got nine minutes today from Tom. But, um, you know, I, I'm still, I still like where Randall is and it's it's not an easy decision for sure. It's not. It's not. But it's not, as, it's you, as you always say, like, this is a fine problem to have when you have yeah. a lot of good players. Having, having good player, having, having good players, talent. it's a good it's, problem it's a to good have. problem. It's a good problem. I'm mad Obi's not getting minutes, and I, I understand because I want him more minutes too. And I think Tibbs can, you know, make some adjustments to get him more minutes. But mm-hmm. having talent is not a bad thing because even if we do have talent, you always flip it for more talent. You can't flip. You can't flip. Um, you can't flip right now. You can't flip DSJ for more talent. Can't. You, you know? cannot. You cannot. Or even, or even like, let's be real. Like we couldn't flip. Like if you wanted to flip Kevin Knox last season, you could not flip Kevin Knox you know, last season for no. anything. It's like what a second round. If that. exactly. Um, so even though it sucks, you need to have something of value to get uh, something of value back. So it, it's it's still a good problem to have. But you know, overall, overall great game for the Knicks, man. I'm, I'm, I'm we killed it. We got the win. Fifty points in the paint because you know. You, that's how you know interior defense for the Blazers is able to take advantage of that. Nick's come up with the win. And looking at you six, you're six straight. We're sixth place right now in the East. So it's just looking like, I don't know. I don't know. People were jumping out the window with the P word before. The window might be ajar again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We're on, we're on a good pace right now. I think with uh, the way we ended the first quarter of the season after – 20 some odd games it was like on a 32 to 36 win game pace so i'll take it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i was yeah, not yeah, expecting yeah. this and that could be that could be a playing game that could i don't that could even be that could even be uh you know top eight like in the in the eastern conference too for a playoff so we'll see we're gonna see what, we're gonna see what happens we'll see what happens exactly we'll see what happens next revenge game i expected to win this game because you know that's what we do we make adjustments and we win but um, we played the Miami Heat next. Predictions to that game? Win, lose? What are you thinking, Alex? I'm thinking we're going to win that game. Um, I know Jimmy Butler just came back, but um, I still think they still got to try and gel and figure everything out. Um, mm-hmm. And Miami is traveling at this point, so we'll see. I think I, I got faith. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Knicks pull this one out. Um, that's what I got for tomorrow. Cool, cool, cool. I'm 50-50 on that. I expected to win this Portland game, as I, spe- as I told you before. I'm 50-50 on this game. You know, the, the back-to-back worries me. But um, you know what? I'm going to go optimistic, and I'm going to say Nick's going to win this game. I'm going to keep it that way. All right? Two-game right. winning streak. Let's get back to 500 and get to this and get to this W, man. Are going to be in fifth place? Who knows? I don't know what the, the standings are right now. But maybe that'll be, ooh, that'll be something. <laughs> Take that, Dame. Dame said we was a fluke. Dame said we was going to be eighth place forever. I heard you on the Joe Button pod. I listened to the show. <laughs> Joe Button, please, unblock me, please. I'm your fan. Unblock me, bro. Unblock me. <laughs> Do it, Joe Button. Unblock please. this man. Rory. Maul. All right. <laughs> that is our show. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed some of this next talk, man. Yo, I, uh, yo, Alice, where can they find you, bro? JLS, thank you for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure getting to talk Knicks with you, man. I love the work that you do. Um, you. Appreciate it. 
uh, for all everyone out there, you can find me on Twitter at Tradicaster101. You can also find some of my work. You can find my you can find me on my podcast at Nick's Jets, etc. Uh, we talk about Knicks and the Jets and whatever else, man. That's the whole point of the et cetera. On top of that, you can find you can find some of my writing over at KnicksFanTV.com. And you can also find my other writing at Hoops Habit, uh, where I cover the Knicks there as well. All right. All right. And you know where to find us, man. Find us on all um, audio platforms that are SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Also find us on YouTube.com. So the time show, because you're probably watching it on there right now. If you want to see the visuals. And, you know, definitely check out the blog at thedicktimeshow.com. Shout out to my writers. You know, shout out to the writers over there. Ken, Rob, Mikey. I keep forgetting all the names, but it, com- it comes back. Fritz, shout out to all you guys who contribute. And, yeah, also check out the merch, man. Check out the merch. I got the whole, I got the RJ. Hold on. I got the RJ. Maple. Okay. I got the RJ. <laughs> yeah, got to represent. I got more RJ shirts coming, too, if I actually make them. All right. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.